Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London, and welcome to our worship during this season of Advent, one of my favourite times of the year, when we engage with some powerful themes as we prepare for the coming of Christ into our world at Christmas. Do please let us know where you're listening from and give us a like. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to contribute towards the cost of these online services, which is very warmly appreciated, you'll find information about how to do so in the accompanying text. But now may the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the fourth and final Sunday of Advent. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. 
we begin by lighting the fourth of our Advent candles. Let us pray. We light these Advent candles to remind us of those who prepared for the coming of Christ, the patriarchs, the prophets, John the Baptist and the Virgin Mary. As we remember them, Lord God, help us to prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and to open our hearts to receive him. God our Father, the angel Gabriel told the Virgin Mary that she was to be the mother of your son, and though fearful, she responded with joy. Help us to heed your call to bring love and healing unto the lives of others. We ask this through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Blessed be God forever. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. When the Lord comes, he will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness. 
and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Therefore, in the light of Christ, let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God, our Redeemer, who prepared the Blessed Virgin Mary to be the mother of your Son, Grant that as she looked for his coming as our Saviour, so we may be ready to greet him when he comes again as our Judge, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. 
Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Micah. The Lord says to his people, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in travail has brought forth. Then the rest of his brethren shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And this shall be peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the letter to the Hebrews. When Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings thou hast not desired, but a body hast thou prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings thou hast taken no pleasure. Then I said, Lo, I have come to do thy will, O God, as it is written for me in the roll of the book. When Christ said above, Thou hast neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, Lo, I have come to do thy will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a city of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfilment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. In January this year, we heard that many thousands of women, including victims of rape and incest, were often treated cruelly at religious institutions run by Catholic and Protestant churches on both sides of the Irish border. They were frequently subject to severe pressure to give their children up for adoption. You may well recall some of the testimony that accompanied those revelations. It was heartbreaking to hear of their experience and the subsequent impact on their lives. I've come to recognise this year that safeguarding is integral to the church's mission because protecting the vulnerable is at the heart of the gospel. Whilst there is inevitably an administrative component in ensuring that we have robust safeguarding arrangements in place, it's important that we don't treat them as an unwelcome bureaucratic burden or as an intrusion from the secular world. We must recognise, I think, that the nature of Christian community is such that we are subject to particular safeguarding risks and we must respond accordingly to mitigate them. As we're all aware, I'm sure, and thanks in no small part to investigative journalists, it was historically the case that the church responded with rather more concern for compassion than for justice and towards clergy rather more than the victims of abuse. As we look to the future, I think we have to do all that we can to prevent and eradicate abuse in the church, whilst at the same time being careful to recognise and to acknowledge the experience of those who have suffered it. Those revelations about the treatment of unmarried women in Ireland 
were not the only safeguarding concerns that came to light this year, unfortunately, and some were rather closer to our home diocese. But I've focused on them because it was this morning's gospel that brought those earlier reports to mind. Because, of course, our gospel is a story of Mary, an unmarried pregnant woman, visiting her relative Elizabeth in the hill country. We might imagine how Mary may have felt as she made her way. Excited, surely, after Gabriel had told her not only that she would conceive, but that also her relative in her old age would also. It is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, he'd said. She went into the hill country with haste, we're told. Perhaps she imagines that Elizabeth's pregnancy will be apparent when she sees her, the tangible confirmation of Gabriel's prophecy, perhaps. I imagine, though, that she must also have felt very vulnerable. What kind of response would she receive? She must have feared an unfavourable judgment, shame, even ostracism from her family. Now, Elizabeth, of course, knows from her own experience the cost of being shamed and excluded. In that culture, a woman's primary purpose in life was to bear children. Not having done so, she had endured decades of being treated as a failure. Her husband, Zechariah's response to Gabriel's news that she would conceive, was sceptical. How will I know that this is so? he asked. For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. And that stands in contrast to Elizabeth's response on her conception. She said, This is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favourably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. And Mary responded similarly to Gabriel's news. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has looked with favour on the lowliness of his servant. This is the background to their meeting then, and as soon as they catch sight of one another, prompted by the Spirit, Elizabeth takes on the role of prophet. She proclaims what Mary has not yet had a chance to tell her and what is not yet visible. Mary is pregnant. Not only that, but she understands who Mary's child will be. The scripture says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed, with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I hear the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfilment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. 
by greeting Mary with honour, Elizabeth overturns social expectations, and she continues to do so by opening her arms and her home to a relative whom her neighbours would expect her to reject. Instead of shaming Mary, she welcomes, blesses and celebrates her, treating her as more honourable than herself. Thus, the pregnancy that might have brought Mary shame brings joy and honour instead. It is through Mary and Elizabeth, two lowly and shamed ones, that God has chosen to act. Judith Jones, an Episcopalian minister, reminds us that Elizabeth not only prophesies, but she blesses. In declaring both Mary and the fruit of Mary's womb blessed, she begins a series of blessings that weave through Luke's birth narrative and intensify its tone of joy, delight and praise. Mary, Zechariah and Simeon will all add their blessings to the chain, praising God for what God is doing at this moment in history and recognising that those who are privileged to be instruments of God's saving work have been richly blessed. Mary is blessed not only for her status as the mother of the Lord, but also for her trust in God's promise. And our English translations obscure the fact that Elizabeth uses more than one word for blessed. Mary is blessed in the sense of being honoured, and she is also blessed with happiness, with divine joy, because she has believed that God is able to do what God promises to do. When Elizabeth welcomes Mary, she practices the same kind of inclusive love that Jesus will show to prostitutes and sinners in his ministry. She sees beyond the shamefulness of Mary's situation to the reality of God's love at work, even among those whom society rejects and excludes. Elizabeth's actions and words invite us to reflect on our own openness to the ways that God chooses to act in our world. They might prompt that we ask what God might be doing through unexpected people in our society today. Is he perhaps at work through people whom we might either intentionally or unintentionally exclude? Will we listen to the Spirit's prompting when the bearers of God's new reality show up on our doorstep? May we like Elizabeth and Mary, trust in God's promises. May we, like them, give thanks that God has taken away our shame. And may we respond to God's love by welcoming the shameful. May we too become a community that supports each other as we hope and wait. Amen.
Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, for the years, would you please respond? We give you thanks. So, Lord, for the years. Lord of the morning, we come together and ask you to hear the prayers we offer. Grant us peace. Peace in our churches, peace in our hearts and in our homes, especially when it feels as if the world around us is spinning out of control. We pray for Her Majesty the Queen and for His Royal Highness Prince Charles. For Alison, our Rector, Jeff, our Associate Priest, and for all who have made it possible for us to join in acts of worship during the past difficult months. And for our family and friends, watch over those who, for whatever reason, we are unable to see and keep them safe. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. As this year draws to a close, we pray for leaders of the nations throughout our fractured world where life is precarious. Give those in power wisdom to understand the needs of our time and to learn from mistakes of the past for the victims and their families who have suffered as a result of devastating natural disasters and terrorist attacks during the past year. May the injured and bereaved be comforted by your presence as they try to pick up the broken threads of their lives. For journalists, whether at home or in faraway lands, for men and women serving in our armed services who face danger and put their lives at risk 
so that others might live in safety. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. At this Christmas time, we think of all who will not experience the joy of the season. Those whose loved ones are far away or who have died during the year, leaving an empty chair at the table. We pray for the homeless, those living alone who feel unloved and isolated. Give them comfort and hope when all seems lost. We give thanks to the volunteers and care workers who provide shelter and food in an attempt to relieve hardship and restore dignity. Healing God, be with all who are unwell. Ease their pain and heal their suffering in body, mind and spirit. Help us to help them where we can. God of the spirits, we remember those we have loved who have reached the end of their earthly journey. Grant them rest in your eternal kingdom, where the clouds of earth's sorrow are lifted. May we who miss them gain comfort in the memories we cherish in our hearts. In a moment of quietness, we bring before you all known to us who are in special need and those who have no one to pray for them. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of the morning, who created all creatures great and small, we ask your blessing on all animals, particularly our pets who have become a source of comfort and companionship during the past uncertain months. We thank you for the beauty of your creation. Help us to keep this treasure safe from harm. As we journey with the Holy Family to Bethlehem, we share in the song of the angels, the gladness of the shepherds, and worship of the wise men. We say together, Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers for the, the sake, sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Will you please stand? In the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high shall break upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because you sent him to redeem us from sin and death, and to make us inheritors of everlasting life that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to judge the world, we may with joy behold his appearing, and in confidence may stand before him. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, who chose the Blessed Virgin Mary to be the mother of the promised Saviour, fill us, your servants, with your grace, 
that in all things we may embrace your holy will and with her rejoice in your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. of righteousness shine upon you, scatter the darkness from before your path, and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.